Good morning. This is Tuesday, April 22, 2014, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Life in Crimea starts to grow chaotic. We get the latest from Simferopol. A year later, it's old glory in Boston race. And Russians display advanced tactics in Ukraine. In today's national headlines, drivers bloody run-in with angry Detroit. Looking at costs, many are skipping health insurance. And Boston celebrates a quiet finish to the marathon. In today's business headlines, an unusual hostile bid for maker of Botox. Insiders expected to succeed Malali at Ford, and Netflix voices its opposition to Comcast merger plan. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written from Simferopol, Crimea. Life in Crimea starts to grow chaotic. Written by Neil Mafarquahar. After Russia annexed Crimea practically overnight, the Russian bureaucrats handling passports and residence permits inhabited the building of their Ukrainian predecessors, where Roman Nikolaev now awaits daily with a seemingly mundane question. His daughter and granddaughter were newly arrived from Ukraine when they suddenly found themselves in a different country, so he wonders if they can become legal residents. But he cannot get inside to ask because he's number 4,475 on the waiting list for passports. At most, 200 people are admitted each day from the crowd churning around the tall, rusty iron gate. They set up hotlines, but nobody ever answers, says Nikolaev, 54. Before we had a pretty well-organized country, life was smooth, he said, sighing. Then, within the space of two weeks, one country became another. He added, Ito Bardak, using the Russian for bordello and meaning this is a mess. One month after the lightning annexation, residents of this Black Sea Peninsula find themselves living not so much in a different state, Russia, as in a state of perpetual confusion. Declaring the change their finding was far easier than actually carrying it out. The chaotic transition comes amid evolving tensions in nearby eastern Ukraine, where the possible outcomes include a Crimea annexation replay. In Crimea now, few institutions function normally. Most banks are closed, so are land registration offices. Court cases have been postponed indefinitely. Food imports are haphazard. Some foreign companies like McDonald's have shut down. Other changes are more sinister. Self-defense units with no obvious official mandate swoop down at train stations and other entry points for sudden inspections. Drug addicts, political activists, gays, and even Ukrainian priests, all censored by either the government or the Russian Orthodox Church, are among the most obvious groups fearing life under a far less tolerant government. In fact, switching countries has brought disarray to virtually all aspects of life. Crimeans find themselves needing new things every day. Driver's licenses and license plates, insurance and prescriptions, passports and school curriculums. The Russians who have flooded in seeking land deals and other opportunities have been equally frustrated by the logistical and bureaucratic roadblocks. 
The radical reconstruction of everything is required, so these problems are multiplying, said Vladimir Kazarin, 66, a philology professor at Torita National University. It will take two or three years for all this chaos to be worked out, yet we have to keep on living.